Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 103 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by mm-mm, delicious Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and when you make an order at www.couchtowncoffee.com, they will ship it directly to your house. It's that easy. You don't even have to leave your house to get fresh roasted coffee anymore. Uh, when Andrew roasts coffee for me, it usually shows up within about a day or two of him roasting it. So that's pretty awesome. I don't know if it's going to get much fresher than that for anybody, uh, especially if you're not leaving your own house. So check it out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. And when you make an order, enter the code word Audible Farm to let them know Audible Farm sent you, and you will save 20% on your order this week. So check that out. Give them a huge shout-out. Go to their Facebook page and check it out. It's at Couchtown Coffee. My guest this week is Vince Benishek. Uh, I've interviewed him a couple times, and Vince and I actually met at college together. Uh, we've been to a jam night before, and uh, he was kind of just a hobbyist, but now he's making his way onto the stage, not just at jam nights, but he's getting his own band together. It's really cool. We sit down and discuss all of that in the upcoming podcast, as well as uh, other shenanigans and things Vince has been up to. I love catching up with him. I'm not going to make the intro long this time. Uh, enjoy the episode, everybody. It's Vince Beneshek. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host... Peter Stockdale. What's up? All right, I'm sitting down with uh, Vince today, Vince Beneshek. It's been a while since I've talked to you, not only on the podcast, but actually like kind of in person. Yeah. You know, we, we keep in touch in text, but uh, you were telling me you got a you got a show coming up here, man. I mean, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm like not exactly a headliner for it or anything. I'm just kind of filling in. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a three-piece that I'm going to play with a little bit. We're going to bust out maybe like, I don't know, eight songs. Oh, sweet. But uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time. Uh, we did it a while back because I, I actually started it because there's this band back home that I play with, Eastern Iowa, called Can- they're called Contagious Behavior. Okay, cool. And, cool. Uh, That's a cool name. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're... Uh, they, uh, just like a lot of bluesy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, went to one of their gigs one time. And I was like, hey, in between your sets, can I just like play? Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Because I, I used to jam with this band all the time. And I, I step in every once in a while and play with them. And they're like, oh, of course, man. You, we know you. You know, you're freaking good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. Freaking yeah. go ahead. So I busted out and they're like, man, that was, that was really good. And I was like, really? Because I thought it's like... I was like, I was so scared to play by myself. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was the yeah. first time I ever did that, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 And there was a bunch of people there, so I was like, shit in my pants, pretty much. <laughs> like, I was like, man, you know, like, this is scary. But uh, not really. I have, like, I got over it, you know, and it was fun. I had a lot of uh-huh. fun. And I mean, that's one of the coolest things. We're definitely coming back to these stories here in a second, but like, you and I, if, if nobody's listened to any of the other podcasts with Vince, I'm just going to run them down real quick. Uh, go back and listen to him for more details. But uh, you and I originally met at Iowa Central, and you played guitar, but you didn't really like play gigs or anything, really. But uh, you, you could play. You could play well enough that you could pass for playing guitar. And you know, by the time we were close to graduating, you and I went to a jam night together, and 
just went up on stage and played a show together. Yep. You know, we played what three, four songs, something like that. You know, just some simple songs and and rocked it. And you played the bass, and then it got to the point where the the last time I had talked to you on the podcast, uh, you had went to a jam thing and jammed with Kevin Burt. Yeah. Which like I remember watching Kevin Burt like ten years ago. You know, and he's he's freaking awesome. You know, that was and, awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> The guy's the guy's a legend, a legend in his own right. Uh, if you guys don't know Kevin Burt, check it out. Vince got to play guitar with him. That's, that's sweet. That's Straight sweet. up, man. I was like, I was just talking about that with some people the other day, and I was just like, man, you know, like when I busted out my, I got this big hollow body ES335 Epiphone, mm-hmm. and uh, that I've kind of did some modifications to over the years. My first guitar nice and i like pull it out and he like looks over damn man that's the sweetest epiphone i ever seen <laughs> and i was just like hell yeah i was like hopefully i can play good enough yeah. for you <laughs> but yeah I mean, that was really cool we got to like talk a little bit about that um you know and you and i on the second time we we talked we like drove out to go see um Oh shit! Now I'm gonna forget the Glenn name. Glenn Buxton. Yeah, Glenn Buxton's grave. <laughs> Dude, like somebody was trying to tell me it was Cliff Burton that was buried there, and I was like, no, there's no way Cliff Burton's buried uh-huh. in Clarion. But uh, anyways, and now now that's been stuck in my head for the last like three weeks, and I can't get it out. But Glenn Buxton, we went and drove to see Glenn Buxton's grave, and it was actually like, the anniversary of it not terribly long ago. I want to say I saw it on my Facebook, but uh, you know that was a fun time too. You know, we that was like one of the only times I've like done a podcast on the road. You know, and it was uh, it was kind of a fun time to to be able to do that. But now it's come full circle to the point where one of the last times we were conversing uh, frequently, we were talking about how you played a show with your band before a concert. And it was like, uh, you sent me some videos of it and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, this is really cool. Because like Vince went from just being a guy that didn't play any shows like the first time I talked to him to having like gone to jam nights and played with Kevin Burt a little bit to now you're playing in a, in a whole band. So it's like come full circle. Oop, geez. It's come full circle all the way around to that. And it's really sweet to have that, you know, be a thing. Oh, definitely, man. It's been so fun too. Like, and I, the way we kind of ran into this is, uh, you know, I was playing, I played by myself, whatever for that contagious behavior band. And then like they had another gig. They're like, dude, you need to come back and do that again for us. Like, because that was awesome. You know, you, you freaking kicked ass and, Mm -hmm. and it's so nice to keep the music going in between sets. So like, I'll play like 20 minutes, half an hour in between the sets. Yeah. Okay. And, and they usually do like three sets. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, like, and so some guys approached me like Travis, I've talked about him. He's a blind guy that plays bass. He plays in that band. Mm-hmm. But then he was, he's always like, man, I've, I've always wanted to like do a three piece thing with you. Mm-hmm. Like, can me and this other dude sit in with you? And I'm just like, like the night before the show, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, let's jam some songs out. So we're like, it's like, here's what, I know really well, like Ray Charles song, couple Stone songs, ACDC, you know, some stuff. I was just like, yep. taught it to these guys real quick. I was like, if it sounds good enough, like we'll do it. And we jammed like that night before mm-hmm. we jammed it out. And I was like, well guys, what do you think? Like, I think it sounds pretty good. They're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we just kind of <laughs> freaking winged it, man. Like the next day go in there and I played a set by myself. And then like towards the end of the show, I've, I get up there with those guys and 
I played with the half out of tune guitar the whole the whole time because I like get up there and I just restringed uh, one of my Les Pauls not too long before that mm-hmm. and I had it halfway in tune and I got it in tune but then I like put it on and I plugged it in to this sweet Fender stack uh, that this other guy was playing out of uh, that I know real well oh, cool. Merle Fox and sweet it's an old I mean this amp's like probably forty years old oh geez yeah but uh. Anyway, I just started ripping on it. I was, like, so excited to be up there on the stage, you know. I was like, wow. (laughs) And I, like, bent a couple of strings out of tune. I didn't even realize it until, like, (laughs) we were, like, playing the second song. The second song we played was, like, Jack Flash by the Stones. And (laughs) I go to, like, start going, and I think my E is, like, a D. I'm, like, playing in drop D. I was like, oh, I better try to fix that quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dude, that that happens, like... (laughs) When I was uh, in high school playing in a band, we played a show, and it was the same deal. It's like, oh, get new strings on this, and you get it all tuned up, and you're ready to go, and it's showtime, and you get everything set up, and you get your guitar set out there, and you put it on to get ready to play the show, and you play a chord, and it's like, I'm out of tune, and we started the show. Like, <laughs> like crap. And as a matter Punk of, rock! Yeah, as a matter <laughs> of fact, like, there's recording of this, and if you like, turn the recording up about as loud as you can get it, and you listen to the first chord go out of tune, you can hear a guy at the sound booth just yell, no, it's out of tune, no. <laughs> and he's like trying to get us to just stop and tune and start over. And we just kept going, even though I was out of tune. But that that's a thing that happens, man. And uh, like it was the same deal as you. Like I was just so excited to get up there and play and, and do stuff. I was like, let's go there, do this, do this now, you know. And well, I don't know. I mean, that was the first time I ever gotten <clears throat> to play like lead guitar in a band you know mm-hmm. like by myself like i'm the only guitar player in a, in a three-piece That's... and and i was like just freaking i'm my heart's pounding 100 mile per hour and there's like decent amount of people there and i was just like oh man you know like like this is this is kind of crazy and we're like up on a legit stage and and uh man i just got up there and started cranking it out and like <laughs> like people were like kind of tur- turn their heads and i was like all right you know let's let's party <laughs> dude that's also cool that you like kind of like shotgunned it all together like at the last minute you know um i've had you know situations like that with like one of the first times we did the rock and picnic it was like you guys want to play this show and it's like sure and they're like well we need some stuff and you know some people to fill in for the early portion of the show because whatever and it was the rock and picnic like three or four years ago it was me and and dan from the previous podcast and and we're we were given like two or three weeks tops to like get something together to play like a half an hour you know and like i didn't have a drummer basis so i'd like program it all into a pedal and and get it all up there and do that nonsense but it well you know it wasn't terribly different than the previous you know the last time I played at the Rock and Picnic, it was like I threw a band together like a month in advance and was like, <laughs> "Let's see if we can do this." And then we get up on stage and we had some time to kill, and it was like, "Let's play this song we've never played before." Like, you know how to sing it? Like, you remember the words? Like, I hope you remember the words because <laughs> I'm not singing this song. You know, it's like playing Midnight Rider and nobody had ever played it. I'm just like calling out all the changes to the bassist as we're going along. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's this, it's this. You know, go to this and you can play the G. You know, it's the oh, yeah. G. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like. Sometimes that is, there's something weird about that, how it's like, you're so outside of your comfort zone, and you're so nervous and everything, and nothing ever really seems to go so far awry that you're just like, stop the show, we're we're leaving, like, this sucks, you know, like, it's never that bad, but for some reason in our brains, we, like, dread that it's going to be that bad leading up to it, you know? 
Oh yeah. Well, it's just crazy because like we threw all that this this Bob guy. I had met him. Like that's when I met him. Hmm. Like is what the first time we jammed because he he had kind of talked to me on the phone with Travis and he was just like, man, you know, like I'd jump in and play with you too. Like let's do it. I I drummed in Nashville for like thirty years, man. Uh, cool. And he's like working on music for a movie or something right now too. And I was just oh, like, geez. man, that's freaking sweet, you that's know. Pretty and, wild. Yeah, he knows he knows like some people, man. Like he uh, actually, uh, I kind of want to. I th- I think. He was saying something about hanging out with a bassist from Rare Earth. Oh, and, like, cool. this guy, like, the bassist, his nickname's Bird. Okay. And, like, he lives in Cedar Rapids, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so he's like, dude, let's go jam with him. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> yes, please. So it's like, I'm a, I was, like, learning Getting Ready by Rare Earth today on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but yeah i was just like man that'd that'd be kind of sweet and but we just kind of got together and and everything was meshing well Mm -hmm. and because i had played with travis a lot before and and that's just what it was and this guy's drumming like freaking keeping the time perfectly and i was just like man like this is this sounds good Mm -hmm. for what it is and let's just go do it and we did and and now we've been working on a little bit more and we kind of actually uh we want to get like you know three hours worth of stuff down that we can do so we can just go book our own gigs man yeah and that'd be fun so that's really cool you guys have a name gosh you know we were we're trying to figure that out i kind of introduced us because travis was always like man let's uh like uh, Vinny Beneshek and the Night Prowlers, man. <laughs> so like that's what I introduced us as last time. You know what we were? Oh, I'm Vinny Beneshek with the Night Prowlers. <laughs> and uh, so like, um, but we were kind of dabbling back and forth. Like that was never a talked about thing. I just kind of set it on stage because I didn't. <laughs> we hadn't talked about a name. <laughs> so uh, we were thinking about like either keeping that or like uh, he's got this. Bob's got this detour sign. Mm-hmm. that he took um a shed and we're like well we could be called detour like that's kind of a cool name too yeah, so that's pretty cool so we've been thinking about it but not really sure yet Dude. <laughs> yeah i mean like especially if you're gonna fill in between sets and stuff like that like detour would be an awesome band name because uh, it's like here's a detour from what you were originally listening to and, and it's I was like, like whammo yeah bring this bring this sign in we're like yeah we could like hang a detour sign upside down you know at our shows <laughs> <laughs> Be like, yeah, yeah, rock and roll. That's cool. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are gonna be playing another show coming up. Let's see here. Well, this is gonna come out on Thursday, so it's this upcoming weekend. Then, yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, it'll be after this comes out uh, on n- next Sunday. This like, Sunday. This this upcoming Sunday. So yeah. that's pretty cool, man. You're gonna do the same kind of thing where you're playing in between sets of. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, I don't really talk to anybody about it, but. Uh, that's that's what I'm pretty sure we're gonna do. Yeah. And uh, we've been practicing a few more songs. Like I taught him. Uh, well, this is the thing that uh, the whole reason he brought up that whole rare earth uh, bass player stuff is uh, he was like, I was like, man, let's play this song called "Going Down" by Freddie King. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, okay, you know, uh, I've played that song with Bird from Rare Earth. Like, and I was like, no kidding. And I was like, yeah, like let's do it. So we've We've been working on that, and sounds good. Working on Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry, and that one's fun. That's cool. Yeah, and that was a kind of just a, like, I, I kind of just started ripping it out while we were practicing. 
the intro to it, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, just just a blues and a man, like just follow it, yep. <laughs> and that then boom, it just kind of happened, and we go through the song, and I was just like, well, that sounded good enough, like we'll add that one. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, dude. Yeah, anybody that's been to a jam night that I've been to. Um, I mean, I, I force you to listen to Going Down by Freddie King. That's like one of my favorite songs to play. So at all. fun. Dude, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's ample space for somebody who's playing leads to fart around, as well as like throw a solo in between every verse, you know? Start the song out with a solo and solo. And like all of a sudden, it's like this song has six solos and tons of shredding leads, and I'm barely singing, you know? And like, yeah. It's like that that adds up to a good song to me. You well, know? That's, that's basically like why I decided to choose it too is like, man, I was like, Oh, this this is like a, a good filler song. We could just throw stuff in to add time, mm-hmm. you know, like because you're always like looking for something like, man, you could take a three minute song, four minute song, and add two minutes on it. Yeah, because you can throw all these extra soloing stuff in it. Yeah, know? totally. Like, have you ever heard the original version of Going Down, the the one not by Freddie King? No. Um, I'll, I'd have to look it up. As a matter of fact, I, I can, but it's gonna be. Hey, everybody on the video podcast, look at my back. Let's see if I can find this going down. It was by Leon Russell, wasn't it? Didn't he write it? Uh, let's see here. So it says Freddie King, but there was another band that did it before. Uh, let's see here. Going down. Going down. May I refer to... Uh, let's see here. Blue Standard by Don Nix. Yeah. But let's see here. Don Nix wrote the song, and somebody else performed it before. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and take up too much time on the podcast talking about this nonsense. But yeah, I mean, like the original version sounds nothing like the version that everybody knows and loves. Um, <laughs> and that's what, like, I think it's pretty crazy. Is it kind of gives you this open to interpretation thing, you know? And uh, the first time I ever heard this song was uh, at one of the. G3 concerts. I wasn't at the concert, but I was listening to it or watching it on DVD or whatever. Uh, DVD. I'm date myself a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm like watching it on, uh, you know, what is that? Ultra disc. And uh, <laughs> I got this eight millimeter on a reel. I'm projecting it onto the TV. No. Uh, <laughs> so we're watching Going Down. It's like them playing Going Down, but it's just like Steve Vai and like, I don't know. Joe Satriani, who cares? Eric Johnson, some whoever was the third person, but they were just like just destroying it, and it's like this is insane. And then you start to look it up, like this song's really not like ludicrously difficult. I could probably pull something off like a dumbed down version of this, and that's what like got me interested in like the jam songs. Was like you go watch any of the G three concerts, and it's like you get a handful of songs from each of the three dudes, and then at the end they all get together and they play like oh, we're gonna play Red House, and it's like everybody knows how to play this, right? It's like yep, and it's like let's just play it and just <laughs> pack it full of solos from everybody, and then then stop, you know. And I always love that concept of like doing that stuff where it's like let's just take a song everybody knows and let's just stretch it out and just keep going with it. And uh, I don't know, like it's probably a lot more difficult for you being the only guitarist to do that kind of stuff in. I feel like there's a lot more like room to hide, quote unquote. Um, when you with, have multiple. Yeah. When you have yeah. another guitarist at least, you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> but it's like, I don't, I don't mind. Like I'm not the best, but I can like, we had this saying, fake it till you make it, man. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And it's like, uh, I, I do what I can and I, I just have fun with it, man. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. And, uh, speaking of how you can put guitar solos in that song, uh, Bob, my drummer, mm-hmm. he was just like, man, the best part about this song, because Travis was like, well, how should we start it? You know, we're like kind of talking about how we should play it. And I was just like, 
Bob's like, the best part about this song is it starts with a guitar solo. Yep. And I was just like, yeah, so... Travis, you just play the rhythm, and I'm just going to freaking go. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah, I mean, I think on, like, the Freddie King one, it starts out with, like, three piano pickup notes, but oh. it's like, whatever, you know, just start it anywhere and just keep going, you know, and uh, you don't even have to start it with the words if you don't want to, and I don't know, like, that's always been one of my favorite songs, at least for that, you know, and you and I talked about Freddie King quite a bit, because it's... It's one of those weird things, like at Iowa Central, how many people had ever heard of Freddie King? Well, it's probably oh. you and I, and then we were the only two. You know, like, I'm not trying to yeah, be like... Yeah, may, maybe some old teachers are... Yeah. And I uh, apologize if uh, Doc Don's listening, but maybe Doc Don knows who that is. I, I highly doubt Doc Don is a blues enthusiast. But, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but honestly, though, like, uh, love Doc Don. I know, um, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of cool that, like, you and I ended up, like, running into each other at Iowa Central, and then, like, found, like, a weird love for, like, Freddie King, and, and then ended up, like, playing one of his songs at a jam night, and, uh, you know, like, I just, I think of, like, some of the weird serendipitous things about, like, that with music that's, like, happened. Have you, like, run into any, uh, anything like that other than, uh, I mean, obviously running into the guy that knows the, the bassist from, uh, Earth. Yeah, I was gonna say Earth, Wind, and Fire, but there—that's where my brain is at right now. It's not not in the right spot. But yeah, <laughs> definitely not the same thing. No, but uh, but you know, like, I mean, I think about that kind of stuff with you. Like, we got to play like going down. We ran into each other. Not like that's like a shining moment for you, but like, then you were like, dude, I played with Kevin Burt. It's like, fuck, I know Kevin Burt. You know, uh, I know Kevin Burt. He's amazing. You know. And he, the dude, like, during COVID was playing, like, traveling concerts out of the back of yeah. the truck. He was playing for everyone, everywhere. The, van, the uh, bus or yeah, whatever dude, he it does. Was, it was insane. <laughs> it was so cool. He'd, like, just show up in a parking lot at a place and go live. And he's like, if you want to come watch me, just park in your car and watch me. And then I'm just going to leave in, like, an hour and go somewhere else. Yeah. And he's just cruising around playing music for free for everybody. It was wild, you know. And I love that you, like, have been able to do stuff like that. Anything else that you've like run into goofy stuff like that? As far as uh... I, man, I I don't really think so. And that whole Kevin Burt jam thing was like kind of cool how that happened. Because mm-hmm. like I saw, I went and saw this band that was playing uh, kind of by my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salt Love Cider is the name of this place, and I'm hanging out, and this dude, this big freaking black dude, Kevin Burt's up there like filling in, coming in to sing every once in a while. I was like, man you're a bad cat. Like yeah, I dude. just walked up to him. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, that's awesome. Cause you don't know who he is. And you're just like, dude, you're really good. You know? Like, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't know who he was at the time. And then I, like somebody, my, one of my best friends, his dad was like, dude, Kevin Burt's a bad dude. Like you should look him up, look into him. Mm-hmm. And I started looking him up after that day. But like I walked into him, and I, we probably talked about this before, so I'm not going to dwell on this, but, uh, I just walked up to him. I was like, man, you remind me like a lot about Freddie King. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Then he's probably just like, oh, you know who Freddie King yeah, is? Like, yeah. He's literally that? like, kid, how the hell do you know who Freddie <laughs> King is? And I'm just like, well, he's one of the best. He's like, you must play then. And I was like, eh, I wouldn't say that. And he goes, listen, man, show up to Parlor City in Cedar Rapids on Wednesday. I'll be there. I want you to play with me. And I was just like. 
Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> and that's like the crazy thing where it's like, if if I was at a place and Kevin Burt was there like filling in, singing every now and then, I'd just be like, oh, cool. Kevin Burt's here. And I just like hide in the corner the rest of the day. Cause it's like, I'm not going to bother Kevin Burt. I'm not talking to him, you know, like, but, but it's like so cool that you don't even know who he is. And you're just like, Hey, what dude, you're really good. And it's like, you know, and Kevin's super cool. I, dude. I've never met him before, but I know just from his like interactions online and how he acts, like he's a very humble person yeah. about it all, you know? And uh, it's really kind of neat to have that, you know, have that be a thing, you know, like it's just, it still kind of blows my mind that you've played with them, you know. I remember you sent me a selfie with it. And I was just like, what? what? Yeah, what? I was like, take a selfie yeah. with them on stage. I was like, bro, I was like, can I get a picture with you? He's like, what's that? He's like, I was like, can I get, take a picture with you quick? He goes, yeah, as long as that badass Epiphone's in there with me. And I was like, okay, man, cool. Dude, like, that's so cool. That's so cool. Oh man, you ever uh, try to like attend any jam nights and jam out or, like a little bit of jam nights with people? Or uh, I haven't lately. I've been wanting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's like something that's kind of on the radar for us. Like the guys that I play with, uh, we've been talking about it. Hey man, we know of a couple jam nights uh, here and there. Like let's mm-hmm. just show up and and burn the place down. Yeah, you know? I like mean, <laughs> I mean that's a thing. I've definitely been to jam nights where sometimes like a whole. I'm, I'm using air quotes again band gets together and they're like hey we're gonna we're gonna take over this thing for like three songs and then walk out you know yeah. it's like sometimes it's a band that doesn't play very many shows or they might play like once a year or maybe they're just a basement set of rockers you know that like they don't really have any desire to play shows but they'll go to an open mic night and rock out three songs and it's kind of fun when that happens though too because like the whole night is this like experimental thing of like people playing songs they don't normally play sometimes and just jamming. It's like, what key is this in? Oh, it's this key. And they're just noodling around and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like three guys that know what they're doing and then are like perfectly tight, like yeah. get up there and they're like, wham, here's three songs for you, you know? Or Well, it's like, that's like, uh, you know, we haven't played a heck of a lot together. I mean, just the other day was the first time I jammed with those guys in like a month. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we had played one time since we've played a show last. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, I need to get back before this next weekend, whatever, and jam something out, you know, and, and get some stuff worked out. And we did, and it, it sounded pretty good, and I'm happy with it. But, yeah, we talked about it, and it's like, hey, let's go to a jam night, you know, and just get up there. and Because and, nobody, we haven't played a lot of shows. We haven't played a lot of places. So mm-hmm. it's like we're going to go walk in somewhere, and nobody's going to know who we are. And <laughs> just, like, get up there and sound halfway decent. People are like, huh. Like, it's kind of like get your name out there type of thing, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, But speaking about people uh, just running into people, uh, Jordan Reuter. Yeah. I'm, I met him. I was just at a party, like, I, well, it was my buddy, uh, it was his birthday, and from back home, but he lives uh, kind of by Harcourt now. Okay, yeah. His, like, girlfriend is friends with uh, Reuter's girlfriend. Oh, wow. And so I'm, like, I'm there, I, we're drinking, whatever, having a good time, and, like, I'm playing my guitar, and this chick's like, well, my boyfriend's bringing his guitar. I was like, that's cool. Like, let's jam. I'm always down to jam. Mm-hmm. And like Reuter shows up and I like introduce myself and he's like, Oh, I'm joining Reuter. I was like, I've seen you on Audible Farm, dude. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know Stockdale? I was like, kick yeah, dude. That's like, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Dude, Jordan Reuter is such a cool cat. Um, he's also gotten really good since the last time I talked to him. And not that he wasn't good before, but he's 
I don't know what he's doing, but he put the hammer down. He can do some crazy stuff now. Yeah, um, he's very talented. Uh, we were just jamming. I mean, like he's he's like, well, just tell me like what key you're in, and I'll kind of solo behind you, and dude, yeah, it's nice. and then you, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what we did, man. And and he was just ripping stuff out, and he's a very good singer too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that's the other crazy thing is he's so good at singing too. You know, and I. It's mind blowing, you know. He's got the got the total package, and he's he's running with it too. I mean, he's plays in uh, Blue Ribbon Ramblers yep. with Clint and the Day Drinkers, and does some solo gigs and stuff here and there too as well. But uh, dude, I mean, like, yeah, he's he's good. He's good, you know. Like, I don't. It's, it's tough to just sit here and like compliment people a whole bunch, but it's it's fun to run into those kind of people. So it's like weird that like, yeah, you know, you've run into somebody that I I've known or I I interviewed or something like that, and. And even brought up the podcast, yeah, 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 you know. yeah, man. Well, Matt, same thing with Matt Woods. I went to see him a while back. Actually, oh. where I'm playing this uh, weekend is where I saw him at. Oh, cool, cool. And so, like, I kind of like walked up to him and I was just like, "Hey, Matt!" Like, because I had messaged him, I wanted a Matt Woods shirt. In mm-hmm. had like on uh, Instagram, I'd been like, "Hey, man! Like, I'm here. Like, let's find a day." And then I, like, was for some reason at my hometown in Eastern Iowa that weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, I was at. Uh, one of my favorite bar local bars uh just getting some food uh during lunchtime or whatever and somebody's like man i guess some real good cats playing out at sutliff tonight you know and i was just like well who's that ah let me look it up matt woods yeah blues and root music and i was like what yeah, I was like, I'm going. I was like, what time does he start? Oh, in like two hours. I was like, all right, I'm going out there. <laughs> like, yeah, just pack up shop and go see him, dude. And he's that good too. Like, uh, just recently released an album not too long ago, and released one um, semi recently. Oh gosh, who plays? Uh, Arbuckle. Uh, is it Dan Arbuckle? Yes, I think, I think so. so. I think that's right. I didn't want to say his name wrong, but yeah, it's like Arbuckle and Woods is the album. That's that's another super tasty album. Yeah, um, they got this hound dog, or like this bloodhound on the front of it. I yeah, thought that yeah. was like pretty bluesy like style. I was like, man, I've always I've always kind of had that thing too. I got a mm-hmm. hound, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, man, like I want to put a hound dog on the cover of an album sometime, like my dog. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the weird things where like when I was talking to him in the podcast about like blues and or roots music, you know, like the, the hound dog seems very rootsy, you know, like, uh, as opposed to like blues is kind of a wide genre anyways. Cause it's like, well, you can go all the way to like heavier stuff like rock or metal, you know, or mm-hmm. like, start to get twangy and more country ish, you know? Um, or you can, you know, take it this like super soulful one guy on a guitar kind of feel, uh, it's kind of like ramped up like heavier folk music of sorts, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of crazy that, you know, like even he was like aware of that. And so you like incorporated the two. And I would definitely say like, if you and I had to pick, like you would definitely lean more towards like the rock and roots end of, of blues where I'm more towards like the rock and metal end of it, you know, like, well, it's like, uh, I think I was trying to think of what I play, like the closest thing to what I play. And, uh, the other day, and I kind of come up with uh boogie rock is what I do. All so. right. Yeah. Boog- boogie rock. Hold on a sec. I'm going to do an edit point here. <laughs> All right. So you play, uh, what is it? Boogie rock? Yeah. I was like, uh, cause well, that's a, that's a big thing. Like, uh, that's. Just, I was trying to figure out like my the best way to describe what I play. It's like oh, I'm boogie rocker, you know, like kind of like bluesy rock and roll, like old school, like 
like you can include bands like uh you know it's like almost like rock and roll dance music or oh, bluesy, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like that you want to get up to and like jab to but yeah like yeah, and yeah. and so like kind of a little bit soul too but uh yeah i was like i'm a boogie rocker man and and like kind of like alvin lee is one of my heroes it's like when i listen to him i want to get up and jive or like freddie king when i listen to freddie king like playing some of his stuff i was listening to freddie king all day today dude oh dude, that's awesome like, <laughs> that's awesome like live like like a whole show like video and stuff mm-hmm. uh and then uh you know humble pie is one of my favorite bands yeah like yep. you know so it's like bands like that where it's like you know i cover uh I do a Ray Charles cover of what I, the song "What I'd Say," mm-hmm. and uh, like I, it's like a heavier, like more upbeat in your face version of Ray Charles's version. Yeah. Well, Humble Pie does a cover of the song "I Don't Need No Doctor" by Ray Charles, and you never think it's a Ray Charles song because it's <laughs> so like in your face rock and roll, like gets you up and like whoa. You know, yep, yep. It's like because when I first heard that song, like when I first got into that band um, a long time ago, I was like, "Man, this is a sweet song." Like, who wrote this song? So I look it up. Ray Charles wrote this song. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like listen to the original. That's kind of like the thing about we were talking about with going down, man. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. It's you're like, first introduced to the non-original version. And you're like, wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> you go back and listen to it. oh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know. But yeah, and it's just like, and that's that's my favorite part about music is like, it's open to interpretation, man. Just like you said, it's like the way I play songs are different than the originals, and they're just kind of like I put my own groove to them, mm-hmm. and like that's a huge thing because you're talking about like people that just go up and jam, mm-hmm. like Alvin Lee. And ten years after, he has been quoted as saying, "Man, I'm just a jammer. Like I'll get up there and jam out." whatever yeah you know he played like half of his sets sometimes were like cover songs that he'd just be like yeah you know he does a really cool version of hey joe oh cool um, cool cool yeah so that's one like if you want to listen to alvin lee rip on hey joe it's like, look, just look up alvin lee hey joe rock palace <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to write that down i'll have to remember that um we were talking about that once as far as like playing um like solos to songs it's like how do you go about like if you like oh let's play voodoo child it's like how do you go about doing the soloing for that And it's like well some of it i like to attack as closely as possible but like if you get to this section where it's just like oh it starts taking off into this minute long solo maybe like memorize like a little bit of the first part of it and then just start going into whatever you want because it starts to blend into something that you're it's like this is my take on this original thing you know it's almost like I don't know. It's like adding your own ingredients to this this recipe that's already existing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I mean, that's just like, I was, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, probably on the last podcast or something. I think we were I, talking about it in a text message once. Like, Yeah, yeah. No, see, well, no, because, uh, I was playing Going Down, mm-hmm. and I was just like, man, I, I've got like this intro solo. It's almost to a T, but it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're that's kind of exactly what you said. You're just like, yeah, you know, I like to start it off close to the same, but then, you know, kind of do whatever, and, and it just blends so well. And, mm-hmm. and that's like uh, in Going Down, that uh, solo he does after he's singing the... Dun, 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 dun. You know, like uh, where he's playing those really high notes. Yep. It's like, I'll start with that, and then I'll just go to something. Yeah. Like, I'll just run with it. Yeah. You know, and I've never played the same twice, but it's like, 
sounds similar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done stuff like that. Like that's one of the songs I I pirated like the intro and outro riff to it. So it's like boop boop doop, boop, you know, mm-hmm. like the first beginning part. And that's like I just do whatever I want. And then it goes, then it follows the downbeats like meow 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 bow. Yeah. Yep. So like the solo, everything <laughs> in the middle is my own. But like. You'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the solo. And then you're like, oh, this guy's going a completely different direction with it. And then by the time you realize what's happening, I like took it right back to where it should have been and how it's supposed to end. And it's cool how it all works out. I kind of stole that idea from, well, everybody does that. But like, honestly, I kind of stole that from like Grateful Dead and those like super jam bands where it's like, we're going to start out playing one of our songs. And then like the bridge hits and they're doing a solo. And then all of a sudden they're like in a different song. And it's like, wait weren't you just playing this song? And then like 13 minutes passes by and they like end the song they started 13 minutes ago. You yep. know, it's like, wait, what was that? But you know, if you just take that in like a solo aspect and, and do it that way. Yeah. There's like a, so speaking of like Alvin Lee and stuff, uh, there's him 10 years after plays a song called I'm going home. They have a video of it, uh, from Woodstock in 69. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those same, same deals where it's like a 10 minute song but they start in their song, and then he's like Alvin Lee solos throughout most of it, mm-hmm. and then he like goes into a medley of uh, like he plays blue suede shoes in it. Um, oh, he cool. plays uh, a whole lot of shaking going on, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, and like a couple of them where he just like throws in there because the song's in the key of A or whatever, and yeah. like just a blues kind of riff, and yeah, yeah. throws it in there and just like kind of just a medley of them in the middle and then rips out a solo and then goes back to the song and it's just it's, it's so weird but it's just it's just cool you yeah know? it's fun how that makes sense um i had talked to a, a couple guys they were playing in bands and they would like as as weird as it sounds me and dan were talking about this last podcast but you can find that like some artists like to hang out in the same key all the time you know like ted nugent not every time but he likes to hang out in the key of a mm-hmm. it's just like you know and you just start to pick up on like where they like to do things so it's like what kind of songs of his could I smush together? You know, like, uh, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix is E, not always, yeah. but like it's or a, the var- a, a his, common his thing. weird variations of E that e. he plays. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it, you're, we're playing Purple Haze a little bit ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that like Hendrix chord. Yeah, it's like been <laughs> noted as his like trademark sound of a chord. But yeah, I mean, like, most of that kind of stuff, you're like, well, this is kind of the ballpark they're in. So, like, you can smush these songs together. You know, uh, we had discussed it in a previous podcast. But I always loved those, like, medleys of songs. Even if you take it down to, like, where it's going to end. And right before you hit the end note, it just starts on, the like, the verse of the next song. Like, it's like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that kind of stuff. And I don't know why it... It's like, cause like the party doesn't stop when you think it's going to stop. It just keeps going and you're like, Oh, it was a false finish. Like they're going to go all the way through this next song. This is so crazy. Well, it's like cool. Uh, one thing is like, that's something Travis was wanting to do too. And, and the last time we played, he would literally like, we would end a song, but his bass riff would keep going and mm-hmm. like, he would just start the next song right there. Mm-hmm. And like, I would like be like sitting there and then the drummer would kind of come in behind him and then i'd just slowly start to come in with something and i was just like man like because he just he just kept it going and i was like dude yes like now i'm like right like now we're feeling good you know yeah but uh yeah that's that's always fun to just keep it keep it in your face you know yeah yeah like never stop uh as far as like playing with three finger betty like that's one of our big things it's just like no talkie talkie between songs just play a song get done let people cheer, play next song, like, mm-hmm. and just, just keep, keep going. I mean, there is some art to like being able to interact with the crowd, being an entertainer, but like, 
I don't know. There's also something to the fact where it's like, I've only got this much time and I want to smush a bunch of music in here. You Definitely. Know, this is why I'm here. Well, it's like, and I, I personally, like being a huge Humble Pie fan and stuff, it's like watching those old videos of Steve Marriott, like getting, like yelling at the crowd and stuff, or like Nugent does that a lot, mm-hmm. or like anything from Bon Scott to Angus Young, whatever, and ACDC doing that stuff, you know, and, and it's like, that's why I kind of, I, I kind of, integrate my own way of doing that and having fun with people and i and i just like make it fun especially like when you get up and and people are having a good time listening to you it's like oh yeah you know we're gonna have a good time tonight yeah i'm here to rock and roll how about you you know <laughs> and uh you know so i've had a lot of fun doing that and i don't like sit there and talk to them because if you listen to the whole album ted nugent live at hammersmith mm-hmm. he'll sit there and talk like he taught while well, he's yelling you know and his weird Tedisms, yes, <laughs> and and like he's yelling the whole time, and it's just so it's kind of funny. It's very like uh, um, not PG. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's yeah let's put that out there. Ted Nugent, not necessarily known for making people happy with what he what comes out of his mouth. Oh my gosh, like dude, like you have to look up that version. <laughs> you have to look up type Ted Nugent. Motor City Madhouse live at Hammersmith. All right, fair. It's, it's yeah. All right, fair, <laughs> fair. I'll leave it up to everyone else's discretion whether or not they want to get on that one. But like, I'll definitely give it a look. See, it's like I remember listening to the album as a kid, <laughs> and like I'm blaring it, and like, like in the car, <laughs> my mom's like driving or something, and I'm just like Ted just starts saying stuff. I was like. Next, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might, might need to skip. Yeah, well, I mean, I've always thought Ted Nugent songs, for the most part, always kind of reflected this weird, like, I don't want to say like badassery, but like recently, I've been playing like "Dog Eat Dog" by Ted Nugent, and like the opening line of that is like uh, "sabotage in the downtown streets, uh-huh. police cars overturned," and I remember like hearing that, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like <laughs> this is insanity," you know, and that's like actually almost what's happening in today's world. That's a different podcast, but yeah. Like. Dude, straight up on our first podcast, we have talked about like Nugent's songs like like that and like Stormtrooping, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, man, it was written in a time like around like right after or towards the end of the Vietnam War. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, you think about all that and, and then you just transfer it today. It's like, man, not a lot has changed, you know? Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. <laughs> And I mean, I don't know if we can credit Ted Nugent with writing all of his own lyrics and stuff like that. I haven't even looked in to see whether or not he was writing it. I mean, most of the songs, he's not even singing them, honestly. Yeah, St. Holmes sings a lot. Yeah, of them. And then yeah. that other dude that, I, don't, I can't remember, uh, Charlie Hoon or something is his I'm, name. I'm not even sure about that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was another one where like I was growing up and I was like, dude, Ted Nugent's so cool. And then you start to be like, oh, he's not even singing the songs. Like, Yeah. Well, that's like highway robbery right there, you know. Like, I thought this was Ted Nugent. I thought that's how he sounded, you know. Well, I like originally like that's why they like St. Holmes and Rob Grange left the band is because it was the Amboy Dukes and they're mm-hmm. like we're we've never just been Ted Nugent. We've been the Amboy Dukes or Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh like so they got all pissed off about that and then they left and actually like Rob Grange is he's the bass player okay um like he wrote 
the whole bass part to stranglehold, which is one of my favorite bass lines like ever, you know, yeah. he's kind of all over the place in that. And it mm-hmm. just sounds so cool. But, uh, then St. Holmes wrote a lot of it too. And, and like those two in their own right are awesome musicians. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having a, an Amboy Dukes album back in the day and the, the top of it said Ted Nugent's Amboy Dukes. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was kind of weird. I guess I never, I always thought it was just the Amboy Dukes, but... Yeah, is that like the uh, Tooth Fang and Claw one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at who I'm talking to. This guy knows this stuff, you know? And that's another thing is like, as much as I think I enjoy a lot of this kind of music, like, I like hanging out with people that like it even more than me, because it's like, show me some stuff I haven't seen yet, you know? Because I, I enjoy it, you know? So like, send it over, you know? And I mean, you've always been good for that, where it's like, check this out, and you'll like screenshot something or... You know, back when I used to have Snapchat, you'd send me Snapchats of like songs you were listening to and stuff like that. Meaty thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> add it on Snapchat. I won't add you back because I don't use it anymore. Um, God. No, that's that's actually like my my web handle for like everything though. That's like yeah, that's like my Twitter, my place, my it, PlayStation man. handle. That's everything, man. Um, and I, I don't know. That was that's another fun one. That's another story for another time. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I think it's really crazy. You know, like. Two of us can meet up and uh, you can go from being like a hobbyist to actually playing shows to the point where like you're working up enough content to be like what would be the headliner, you know, the person who plays the whole entire night. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Like, honestly, that was one of my like hopes and dreams, quote unquote, while starting this podcast that I would talk to hobbyist musicians enough to the point where like eventually some of them I would see progress and take it, you know, to, to that hobby gone wild that we all have taken it to, you know. Definitely. Well, in our last podcast, we had kind of talked about that, and mm-hmm. I'd I'd been like talking to Travis at the time about starting a three piece with him, and we're just like, well, you know, we don't really have the time right now, and when we finally got like a drummer that had the time, and like we're trying to go back and forth, and I mean, because to for me to be able to jam with them. I've got to drive like two and a half hours and we're getting to the point now where they're like, well, we're, we're going to come to you too. Like that would be cool for us to come up there and, um, like Fort Dodge area, wherever you're at and, mm-hmm. and hang out and uh, jam for a weekend. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, dude, yes. Like that's what it's going to take for us to like continue this because we got to jam more than once a month. You yeah, know, no, <laughs> like no kidding. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, especially when my bass player is blind and I'm, like have to teach him all this stuff like firsthand. And I, he's actually really good at learning over uh, FaceTime too. Like I'll FaceTime him mm-hmm. and I'm like, we'll kind of play together on FaceTime and, you know, I'll just tell him, Hey, this is what you got to do here, here, here. And he'll just kind of start doing it. Yeah. Travis is an A and I got to the D, E, whatever we're doing. And he's just like, Oh, okay, I got it. Got it. And then he's just sitting there and, it's kind of funny because like at our at our last show, <laughs> I I jumped off the stage and like I did a David Lee Roth like splits in midair, <laughs> and like I ran to the center of like where everybody was and I got up on this table and I started screaming and put my hands up like this, you know, and <laughs> yeah, rock it, rock and roll, and it was so funny because like the drummer of the band like looks over, Travis can't see anything, mm-hmm. like hey Travis, uh, Vinny just jumped off the stage, <laughs> he's just like still playing, he's like yeah that makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> yeah figures, <laughs> yeah. and like I, I mean I just that's what I mean by I just have a good time with it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like when the energy's there and people are into it like that, you know, um, 
I'm just, I'm going to go wild, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like second nature. Like, uh, the crowd feeds off the energy that the person on the stage has, but also it's reciprocated. So like if people are really enjoying it, it's like the performer really kind of starts getting into it and it just, yeah, like I said, it's reciprocal energy. Like both people feed off of one another and you can create pretty fun environments doing stuff like that, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And this, I mean, this dude, like, I mean, I'd, I'd played my first set by myself um and this dude this random guy comes up to me in the crowd and and he's just like uh i'd never met him before (laughs) he's not even from that area he's just like yeah i just heard there was a good band here tonight and came up he's just like you know do you play this song or this song i said yes i do (laughs) i said uh actually one of those is in the set later on I'm going to I'm going to get up here and jam with this band that's here and then I'm going to play some Rolling Stones for you when like with my three piece that and he's just like oh hell yeah well, that's cool like he just up there jamming and like bunch of people my whole goal like as performer I guess in that day was to just get up there and have people migrate towards the stage yeah, and have fun and, and get to dancing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I open with that Ray Charles song and like, I'm halfway through the first verse and people are like up there dancing around, like having a good time. And I was just like, okay, part of my goal is accomplished here. Yeah. Let's get everybody up here. Mm-hmm. And I, I, by that time we were done, yeah, everybody was grooving and having a good time and I, I loved it. So, yeah. I mean, I love I love the concept of that having like a band in between a band. You know, like uh, if you're gonna headline the whole night and take breaks, like playing PA music is cool, but also like having somebody else go up there to play music, I think that's even better because it's just a different flavor of something that's going on. Yeah, you know? definitely. And that's like uh, you know the guys in Contagious Behavior and and uh, Chelsea, she's a singer too. I shouldn't say guys because not all of them yes are dudes, but. Uh, She's amazing, and those guys all come back up on the stage to play their last set. And like Dustin Olfest, super good guitar player, and uh, he plays rhythm in the band, and he does a little singing. And he's done a lot of really good original stuff that he's had that I've listened to in the past now. And it's just like I kind of want to learn some of his songs and cover them. Yeah. But uh, anyway, him and uh, their lead guitar player Merle Fox is his name. Awesome dude. Um, you know, they're all super good friends of mine. Well, they like come up there and like, Merle's like plugging back into his amp that I was just, you know, I just ripped out of. And he was just like, you're telling me we got to follow that. <laughs> no, he's like, man, he was like, we should be opening for you, man. And I was like, dude, I appreciate it. Like coming from like all you guys, you know, that are super talented as well. Like, I, I really appreciate that. Like, that was that was actually my goal for you to say that to me tonight, you know? And, oh, that's awesome, And, yeah. like, and they have, it's just, like, a whole whole nother thing. It's like, man, you know, they're just like, dude, you, you killed it. Like, we had no idea you mm-hmm. were going to get up here and do that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to, like, continue to kind of borrow gear while you're playing these shows in between stuff? Or are you going to eventually bring that... Bugera up there, you know. <laughs> uh, the well, I just do that for simplicity's sake to just keep it going. Makes you sense. know, and yeah, just walk up. Play and uh, you know, I love that. I love playing out of that Bugera, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, like now I've got a few pedals or whatever. I've got my uh, wah and that uh, phaser that I love. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I don't use those a lot, 
playing the music that I play, but like every once in a while, it's just fun to just kick it on, and, mm-hmm. you know, or like mess with the wah, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, but yeah, at some point, uh, what I what I do want to do is uh, you know get my own like my own rig up there, and like you saw that picture of it uh, that I posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you commented on that, but uh, that's just. Right now, I just borrow his for simplicity's sake. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, when I'm playing with them anyway. But, uh, you know, other than that, when we do get to the point where I want to book my own shows and stuff, and I'm definitely taking that thing because that yeah. thing rips, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, we were talking about that a little bit beforehand, how, like, some people turn their noses up at Bugera amps, but, like, they're literally, like, almost a spot-on remake like a clone of another amp for the most part those bagara ones that they've been making and yours is like one of the 60s marshall plexi clones and it sounds insanely good like yeah. it's it's freaking wild how... yeah, well like right after i bought it right down the street <laughs> yeah 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 well i mean we were talking about you know buying used gear and stuff like that and you're like i'm kind of looking for an amp and i was just like this one is underpriced and for what it is it's it models and that doesn't model it actually it's a clone of a very expensive amp that like neither one of us will ever be able to afford or use you know and so like why not go check it out and i knew the seller and and it was kind of crazy how it all worked out but yeah you stopped into town and we we brought it in here and and put it up on a speaker and it's dude i mean i'm glad you got it dialed in at your place to like how you like to have it sound because it it sounded great just down here in the basement you know yeah to be quite honest i haven't really messed with it all that all that much mm-hmm. um i my tech guy like he was just like hey man if you want a little more more of that like you know gainy sound coming out of there do this and and i kind of messed with it a little bit and dude that i love the uh, master volume yes. switch that i can mess with because mm-hmm. It's just like that. I click that on, and it's like just a raw, like you know, plexi style, freaking distortion mm-hmm. that you get out of a tube amp. And I'm just like, oh man, like this is what I wanted. You know? like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, make it break up without getting like absolutely insanely distorted. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's one of those things the plexis were known for. Is they had. Like this overdrive that like delved somewhere into the distortion territory almost, but it was still just like clear as a bell, which I think is one of the coolest parts about those amps. And I, yeah, dude, I mean, as far as amps go, like I think you got uh, a hell of a deal on that bad boy, oh, and, dude. Yes, and for what it is, like it's, I mean, you've you've never had any of the issues, and the previous owner never had any of the issues that are sometimes common with, you know, lower lower cost amps you know it's functioned perfectly you know you, d- you didn't get a lemon it's like one of the coolest things ever out of the whole thing that could have ever happened yeah yeah and uh i mean when you say that dude i gotta tell him that i'm loving it yeah uh, we'll like, do we'll do i'll send him a message like yeah uh love it dude um and it's it's just fun to jam out to and like i said i was telling you before some dude like comes over um to where my amp is at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, to my buddies where we were rehearsing and like just walks in and he's like oh man can i like plug into this rig and my buddies like, no, i don't go ahead mm-hmm. you know and he, he kind of plays a little bit he goes oh man i'm gonna stop because i gotta stop because i'm gonna be here all day yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, puts it down or whatever and he's just like man this dude's gotta have at least like a thousand twelve hundred bucks into this rig and <laughs> my buddy's like actually i think he's got like four hundred 450 into it yeah yeah no kidding <laughs> and, and he's like what yeah. I'm like, 
that sounds incredibly good for that. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I've kind of like, kind of ran into some stuff at the right time. Yeah. Well, that's, you know? that's exactly what it was. It was good enough deals that you couldn't turn down and it was stuff that you deemed that you needed. So it was like, well, there's, there's the, your options and these are the, honestly, like some of the best options available. Cause Definitely. I mean, that's the worst and best part about the guitar market is like, if you want something like right away, yeah, you might not be able to find it. But if you want to sit around and wait for deals, like you can find them every now and then. You know, people either like don't know what they have, or they just don't want it anymore, or you know, things that are like quote unquote broken. When like a simple soldering yeah. would fix something. No kidding. <laughs> like I, I don't know. That was like my first examples with that were like pedals. You know, when I recently bought a guitar, same way. It's like this doesn't sound good. What's wrong with it? And then you're like open it up and you're like oh this is wired very wrong yeah. like whoever wired this did not know what they were doing and uh yeah i guess i'm just lucky that i've dabbled with enough wiring to be able to do that kind of stuff but yeah i have no clue props to you <laughs> dude, props to you man look up a I've schematic got a dude online. man yeah. so i just take it to him <laughs> just look up the schematic online that's all you gotta do and uh follow the schematic but no i don't know i've been i've been tooting around with a bunch of goofy stuff lately for that but that's another another story for another time. But I always thought it was kind of cool to, like, um, I feel like everybody that's a musician goes through, like, a couple of phases where they're like, I have to buy, like, new stuff. Because used stuff is like a used car. It could be garbage. You never know. But, like, most people who play instruments know, like, well, most used instruments aren't garbage. Yeah. You know, like, 95% of them actually are not garbage instruments. You know, it's not like somebody broke it and they're trying to get rid of it. Well, it's definitely, like, I don't even know if I'll ever buy anything else like musically why brand new you know again yeah unless it's like a you know new wire like getting a pickup rewired or something you know yeah. which isn't even technically new mm-hmm. you know but uh i'm loving the gear i have right now and actually dude i ah, dude i saw this like uh this, <laughs> this gibson this old uh es345 mm-hmm. like freddie king guitar like it's got a veritone knob on it and stuff and i'm just like it's like 3200 bucks and i was just like looking at it like i don't want to spend that much right now but i'm thinking about it and yeah we'll see maybe i'll buy one of those if you you want a veritone i can send you a wiring schematic or wire one up you know right but, you know, I was actually talking to somebody on the internet not terribly long ago, and they were like, well, I put this Veritone thing in a bass guitar that I had, and I, I leave it off most of the time. And it's like, yeah, I mean, as far as most of my guitar mods go, it's like, well, I found what I liked, and it, it involves almost never touching any of the flips and switches and hidden knobs and stuff. Like, it <laughs> I don't care. I just leave it here, and this is what sounds good, even though it can do all this crazy stuff. Well, the blue guitar is neat, dude. It, yeah, it is really like, neat. I mean, I... That thing's way out of my realm of what's going on with there, but like it's <laughs> it's cool. Like we were just playing that a little bit ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh gosh, it is one of the weirdest guitars as far as like if you brought it to somebody that didn't know what was going on, they'd be like, "Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? What? What's going on here?" Because I mean, just generally enough speaking, like to anybody that plays guitar, it's got a single coil and a P90 smushed together to make a humbucker, and then so like that's my. I can use either single coil P90 or humbucker or, or both, you know, single coil and P90. So those are four options, but I've got that in there twice. And once you put a three way switch between them, it starts to get really, you know, really weird. So that's, uh, that's that thing. And I always think it's really kind of crazy. Like 
I was talking to my bassist in my band, and I really don't have a common application for any of this stuff, um, at least as far as playing in a band goes. But like, I just find what I like and, and use it and go with it for the most part. And that's one of those things that I, I just think to myself, uh, you know, like even if I don't need it, it's still here. And I've like taken it to jam nights and tried to explain it to people. And they're just like, whatever, just set it up and just give it to me. And I'm just going to turn it up to 10 and play it. You know, and I, <laughs> I, I get that too. That's kind of how I, I function, at least as far as playing in a punk band. That's kind of the punk attitude. But like, I've found myself recently like trying to get different tones out of guitars. Like, well, let's dial the sound, you know, dial it back and clean it up a little bit here, you know. And um, I don't know. I've been doing like treble bleed mods and all this other nonsense, but. Uh, that's that's the gear talk thing. I've debated starting up like a gear talk video thing or something for the for the Audible Farm YouTube channel or whatever. I just I've been really dabbling into that kind of stuff and I think it's kind of neat. Well, and it's so weird because I was never like a a huge like pedal guy until mm. I was trying out your rig <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, you know what? I kind of just want some of those just for fun. Yeah, you know. And so I did get, I was like, my favorite pedal here was that Eddie Van Halen phaser. Mm -hmm. And I just ended up going out and get a phase 90. Yep. You know, I've actually found one on uh, Facebook marketplace for pretty cheap. So I was like, Hey, I'm not turning that down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got a wah, might get another wah just for the heck of it. Yeah. Try two Uh, different wahs out see what they sound like. Definitely. And I mean, like, but for the most part, like, like you kind of said is I'm pretty straightforward like I've got what I've got. Like I, I don't usually use that stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I plug, you know, for the most part, maybe a little reverb sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, I'm I'm P90s straight into an amp. Yeah. And yep. you know, just kind of classic. You know, that's just how I roll. Have always rolled. But dabbling with that extra, you know, some of those pedals has really been fun. And I really like the tones I can get. You know, it's so cool because, like, uh, the, the Epiphone I have, that hollow body, mm-hmm. I, it originally had humbuckers in it. Mm-hmm. And I put Gibson P94s in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tone differences that I get out of my bridge and my neck pickup in that guitar are so cool. Like, you know, it's like the bridge is kind of in your face. And then, uh, you know, when I'm turned up playing what I do, mm-hmm. and my neck, like mashup between them is pretty cool too but the neck is like kind of cleans it up and it's like almost i i'd compare that to like a clapton tone mm-hmm. it's like when i first started dabbling with that i was like man i like am getting these clapton tones out of this guitar that i never would have thought i'd get a clapton style tone out of mm-hmm. and uh that and man my other setup is super cool it's just p90s too but one of them super overwound Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you were telling me about that. And then the other one, my dude, Pappy, props to you, dude, this old guy. Kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> he was, works on guitars his whole life. He used to uh, work on Gibsons and Kalamazoo. Oh, crazy. Yeah, like in the 70s. And he has this, whoa, he whoa. had this, yeah. And uh, he had this uh, 72 SG that he had, P, that uh, was like an SG special. He had P90s in. And I, I just was going to make that Les Paul Jr., you mm-hmm. just have that oh, straight up one pickup in it. That's a rocking guitar. And he calls me one day. I was working in Texas, and he's working on my guitar. And he's like, "Man, you're gonna sacrifice some tone with this one pickup. Do you care if I just throw in this other one?" I'm like, "What do you got?" He's like, "Man, I got this '72 Gibson SG, and that I've got no use for. That's just parted out right now. It's just mm-hmm. like you know the neck's broken on it." 
whatever. He's like, and the truss rod for it will fit your Les Paul. Do you want that too? I was like, dude, <gasps> that's history. Yes, I want them in my guitar. Like, throw them in there. He's like, all right, cool. And he didn't even charge me for them. He just gave this stuff to oh, me. That's wild. And, and yeah, so like my Les Paul says SG on it now, but I was like, damn, like that's from a 72 SG, man. Like, yeah. of course I'm going to put that on my guitar. <laughs> the, the cover for it. That's yeah. crazy cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, that's one of those things, too. Like, just parting stuff together sometimes works out. I mean, it worked out for Eddie Van Halen with his guitar. You know, he had that one guitar that was all smushed together with a bunch of junk, and he was using like a quarter as a washer on some of the parts. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? But it worked for him, so <laughs> why not? Frankenstein. Yeah. I mean,. I, I got other guitar projects, and I showed you another one I'm working on for a buddy of mine that, that was absolutely totaled, and I'm t- kind of working on that one and slowly making a video for that one, you know, and all other nonsense. But, uh, you know, it's like, it, I just think it's kind of cool to have this kind of an interest in music and be able to, like, share that with you because you also now have, like, enough of an interest in it where you're kind of, like, just curious about stuff. Like, like pedals, you know, it's... You don't need them, but you, it's like some of the stuff you're like, oh, this is kind of neat. I might, I might try one of these out, you know, and even when I play in three finger Betty, I'm only using one pedal most of the time, unless we start doing like jam stuff. And then I start to stack pedals. Yeah, really, really yeah, deep. get in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, I really started to dig it in. But yeah, it's one of those fun things where it's like, I honestly, I get where people are saying like, where it's just, I like to just go straight in the front of the amp and I mean. Oh, your, your board kicks ass though, man. It's, yeah, I mean. it's, it's flashy. <laughs> it's flashy. That's for sure. And, uh, I mean, it came from Holy Boards, which is based out of Minnesota, so I was kind of dug their products for that, you know, and so much so that, like, I showed it to a buddy of mine, he ended up buying a Holy Board, and I've actually bought some used ones and sold them to people, because you can find them pseudo-cheap now that they've, like, released newer models, so it's kind of fun if you're looking for a Holy Board and you want to throw some lights underneath of it make it look all flashy and stuff my my pedal board does look like a spaceship taking off like on the ground it's pretty wild yeah i mean like like well we plugged it into my amp when i first got it and Mm -hmm. it's just like man i don't even know what half these are yeah yeah. (laughs) go ahead and just mess with it a little bit yeah that is like the disaster with pedals where it's like what does this do i don't even know what this does but like after a while you start to realize like oh these like 400 pedals all kind of sound the same and it's like yeah they kind of do you know there's nuanceical differences that might not even be audible, but well, and the big thing with you and your your gear stuff, you're like a gear gearhead dude, and yeah, to it's an like extent, yeah. yeah, and it's like like whenever I have a question about something or like whatever, I'll just text. Well, I'm not text Stockdale quick. Yeah. See, what has, <laughs> see what he has to say. Just get someone else's opinion on it. And dude, I've I mean, even I've got those people that I bounce ideas off of too. You know, like uh, when I was younger, I used to bounce ideas off Chris Carr all the time. You know, and and even in my like you know when I grew up and sort of doing the podcast and things like that. I still bounced ideas off of him here and there just to see what he would say about things. And the bassist in Three Finger Betty, he's a hidden gem. He never wants to be on the podcast. He hides on the side of the stage as much as possible. <laughs> but, I mean, wiring up stuff like in my guitar that I'm going to be doing um, for, like, hopefully the Three Finger Betty album release. But, like, that guitar I've been working on, I've, I had to bug him for some ideas for that, too. And that one's just going to be loaded with too much stuff that's that that was my goal with this one was like put even more in this than the, what's yeah. in the blue guitar because why not you know and i dude that guitar is sweet too man. yeah i'm that, like 
and I'm trying and my, my thing is I should probably use a higher end guitar than the cheaper models I'm using but I'm also like not a pro at fixing guitars so I don't really want to like ruin a yeah, thousand dollar like, guitar yeah I don't want to like wreck a Gibson you <laughs> yeah. know jeez you know so I'll just buy an Epiphone and then someone's like what about this one it's like well that Epiphone looks nice you know mine has like no binding on it and it's like yucky stain and paint and yeah right just, just grind it down and call it good and well you you said something about that the other day when like a we were talking about guitar, you because you sent me a picture of that dude. Choked this out, you know. Yep. I just got this, yep. you know, fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, why why not for fifty bucks? You know. Yeah, if someone's just <laughs> giving it away like that, and it was, it was an Epiphone Les Paul. It's one of the lower end models, but it's not the lowest end model, and it definitely warrants more than fifty dollars. And if nothing else, I'll, you know, I'll sell it off to somebody else or sell it to a student for super cheap. And that's what I've done with almost every time I've had an electric guitar that I bought for like a ludicrous steal of a price is I just turn around and give the value right back to a student where it's like, I could, I could and probably should make money off of this, but I bought it for this many dollars and then I should pull it up online. I'm like, it's this many dollars new and it's that many dollars used. So I will sell it to you for this extraordinarily cheap price. If your child wants to learn, you know, the electric guitar. And then at least I pass on the savings to somebody else and hopefully get somebody else to, want to actually play the guitar well know? i mean like that's a that's one thing i wanted to mention here i was like driving over here thinking about what i was going to talk about and stuff and i was like you know what like huge po- props to pete over here for you know you do a lot for the music community whether you realize that or not and that's so cool man and <laughs> they're like doing this and like getting getting people's names out there and stuff and it's just like man i've heard of so many people because of you and and uh, i've got to see a lot of cool people and again um I'll mention this as well because you brought up Chris Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, Chris Carr putting out all that music during COVID, man. Oh, that was Li- doing live videos all the time. All the time. Dude, guys like that, like I tuned into him so much and like I tuned into like Brutal Republic yep. when they were playing, like they'd play for like an hour and I'd be like, yeah, like sitting in my living room like yeah, public baby yeah dude like, like, <laughs> I, I don't think some of those live streamers during covid realized how like awesome it was to have that available oh, like man. even if it was just a cell phone sitting in a corner it was just like this is awesome this is awesome oh yeah oh yeah i'm like dude props on everybody that did that like mm-hmm. i mean that chris carr and and like those all those guys and and brewer republic those are just two i could name off the top of my head that i tuned in to a couple times and mm-hmm. you know because you introduced me to brew republic man like yeah. that was like i think about brew they were playing you hey, you should come to you should come to clarion man oh yeah and like uh see this band they're pretty good it's like okay yeah and yeah they're good <laughs> and yeah they, they were <laughs> check them out they were very good uh and it was one of those we've talked i talked about it with jeremy i've talked about it with other people but it's like they're one of those bands where like man these guys are good and then like an hour later you're like Man, these guys are really good. And then, like an hour later, you're like, how do these guys keep getting better throughout the night? It's like they're powering up or something, you know? Like, they're just like this superpowers, just keep getting more powerful. It's over nine thousand. No, I don't know, but it's like really cool to have that be a thing, you know? Just to realize there's a community out here, and a lot of us are actually like vying for each other, and we're not competing with one another. I mean, it does kind of suck when it's just like, oh, these guys dominate the market. How am I ever going to edge my way in here? And it's like dude you're going to be able to like there's always room for somebody else like places are always looking for new people to come in and play music even if it's you know 
less often than the other guys or the people that are dominating the area market. But it's like they're always looking for people to come in and play, you know. And well, and the, and the best part, you know, like that's that's one of the best things is like nobody, like nobody's here to to put anybody else down. No, you know the the whole music community anyway. Our local stuff that we have, and even in Eastern Iowa is everybody is like man you know like always uplifting on everybody else nobody's i've not heard a negative word you know towards really anybody from anybody else mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the coolest things as everybody's just like man you should go do it you know go do it go do this go do that you know or you're doing good or you know the the cool thing here is you know the first time like you mentioned earlier the first time you introduced me or uh had me on a show mm-hmm is like, man, we're just kind of jamming, yeah. you know? And it was shortly after we jammed and bowed that time. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first time I'd ever like played live, if you will. Yeah. Uh, in a band, not sitting around a campfire, you know? And, uh, but then the next time I'd played a little bit here and there or whatever, uh, just at other jam nights, like you brought up that Kevin Burt thing. Yeah, dude, that's and, so cool. That's still cool. And, like, And I... I sat in with a couple of people and playing live uh shoot i should mention like uh jam band around here with scott and those guys uh, i played with them in pocahontas oh yeah that's right uh, with, was uh, it like chuck what? and them yeah yeah it was chuck was there that's right yeah so uh chris was there which he was a great guitar player yeah. but uh <laughs> what do you know chris guitar chris can't <laughs> chris Carr's awesome at the guitar what do you know like, <laughs> how many times we need to mention this but seriously yeah. though like, <laughs> dude is good <laughs> well like yeah no, all those people are good and like the whole i just get up there and i'm playing and they're just like yeah man like let's just play whatever what do you want to play you know okay fine we'll play this play that and i just had so much fun with it and now it's like i'm actually getting to the point where I've got a set group of dudes who are down to play music mm-hmm. and who are down to like get to the point where we're booking our own shows and I'm I'm happy. I'm re- I like I'm excited about it too. Yeah, dude, I completely forgot about that. Like we went to a jam night and then it got to the point where like you were going to jam nights without me because I couldn't make it and it was just like you were just like I'm going anyways and you'd like go and it's like dude this is so cool. This is how much he enjoys being around music and stuff, you know and do they still have them over there? Like uh, they have them in Barnum. Yeah, Barnum. Yep. Right west of Dodge, dude. Yep. We, Tuesday, we should go Tuesday nights. I'm there almost every Tuesday. Are you serious, yeah, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the last four or five podcasts. It's all I've talked about is the Barnum jams. Like, dude, I love the Barnum jams. Yeah, okay, come to the Barnum jams. okay, I'm going. I'll see you Tuesday. Because <laughs> yeah, right. But like, uh, well, this is one thing I've talked. I talked to Reuter about too. He's like, hey, you should come to Barnum sometime too. Uh, What's Reuter talking? He's never like, there. No, like, oh, okay. I'm oh. calling you out, Reuter. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass to Barnum. Gosh. Dude, I'm down. Like, let's go. Like, dude, I, I mean, I, you're saying you go. <laughs> dude, I'm there all the time. I, for, I, I forgot it. when they were or whatever, and we had talked about it before. Tuesday nights bring an appetite. <laughs> they got food. I'm not, this is not an advertisement for them, but it's a, it's my endorsement personally. I, I enjoy hanging out there and playing there, and and it's a fun time. The last couple of weeks that we played there, we've been outside because the weather's have been so nice. And so he like brings a lighting rig and a PA system outside, and we nice. play outside on this little patio they got there. It's really cool. Everybody sits in chairs in the beach volleyball pit and round a round of campfire. Nice. It's pretty good time. I mean, like the one time we were there, everybody kind of got tired of playing up on the patio, and then we're sitting around the fire, and somebody's just like, oh, "I'm gonna grab this acoustic guitar here," and they grab the acoustic and they start playing something. Someone's like, 
I'm going to grab my acoustic. And then all of a sudden there's like six acoustics around this campfire and everyone's jamming like out on songs. Like you take a lead. And it's like, this is so cool. There's like, yeah. you know, and that's one of the things I like about jam nights, especially that one is it's like, well, anything goes like you, you don't normally sing and play. You want to try? Like, go for it. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I go up there and play songs and yeah, I don't know, like there's people play along to stuff they've never heard before, you know, and it's, it's in this key and try your best. And it's like, here we go. And you just go for it. And it's, it's tons of fun. I enjoy having that around as far as like going to jam nights and things like that. Are you still, you're still in the area? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Ames for a while, but I'm back up this way. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember you were gone for a while and I was like, well, there goes Vinny and never see him again. You know, I like was Vinny's in off. Texas. Yeah. I, dude, I saw some cool. Gone forever. There goes Vinny. <laughs> Bye. Like <laughs> I, I saw some really good acts down in um, Austin. Yeah. Sixth Street Austin. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah, dude. I mean. And like all those bands were cool too, because like I went down there to party. And I was just like, well, I'm going, like, I'm going to everywhere that I hear a guitar, yeah. you know, and like, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> and I just like walk into this place, and this dude's like playing this uh, cover of a Leon Bridges song, and okay. he's from Austin. But uh, I was, I'd never heard this song before. It's called Smooth Sailing, and this dude was like playing a more like rock and roll bluesy version of this song. I walk up, and I'm smoked and I'm like dude one your hollow body's super cool <laughs> i love hollow body guitars yeah two what was that song and he's like laughing because he sees like i'm yeah i can do sheets to the wind yeah yeah <laughs> he's like smooth sailing man my leon bridges he's like have fun tonight be safe brother yeah, and yep. i was like yes <laughs> that's so cool i also love going and hearing songs live where it's like what is this this is super cool and then you're like this is a song that I probably should have heard before, but haven't. Or it's like even more cool when you're like, what is this? And you're like, oh, that's, oh, wait, you wrote that? Like, hell, hell, dude, that's that's amazing, you know? And jam nights are also fun for that, where it's like, this song's in A, go. And like the person starts singing and playing along, and you're like, man, I, I've never heard this song. I bet this guy wrote this. And you get down and like, that's a song I wrote. And it's like, God dang, like, <laughs> I can't believe this, you know? The songwriters blow my mind. Well, like, uh, I saw this other dude, his name's like Talvi Thompson or something, I don't know, down in uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's playing a, a cover of Bill Withers' song, dude, uh, oh, cool. Use Me mm-hmm. by Bill Withers. And like acoustically by himself, but like that song, you know, it was a... And he's playing that part and the rhythm part like on his acoustic guitar at the same time, like amazing, amazing oh, guitar crazy. work. And he's great singer too and i'm like sitting there i was just like mind blown i was like i walked up there i threw like a couple bucks in the you know, tip jar thing and i was mm-hmm. like dude i was like that's the best version i've ever heard of that song mm-hmm. like I, my mind is blown mm-hmm. and so I, like that i've had my mind blown a couple times down there from just you know local acts that were just like oh you know that were just amazing it's like dude like <laughs> whoa <laughs> sweet dude so, like, I think this is pretty cool. Well, uh, I went from thinking you were still living out of town. I knew you were back in Iowa, but now you're close enough where, like, I realize we can get together. Because I was thinking to myself, yeah. like, are you driving up here, like, two hours to sit in the <laughs> studio with me? Because I was like, let's just Skype. And you're like, I'll just drive over. And I was thinking, like, dude, if you're living at... It's at, like half hour, bro. <laughs> I was like, if you're living at your hometown, it's like a three-hour drive. Like, there's no, I was thinking to myself, like, man, we're going to, like, get a bed for Vince Ready. Like, he's going to have to stay the night because he's going to be here so late, you know? But, like... 
That's cool. So I have been working out of Ames and like Des Moines and stuff too, like subcontracting stuff. But like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've I've kind of just been up in this area. <laughs> yeah, you've always kind of been the journeyman of sorts. You know, yeah, just kind of. I'm just kind of bumming around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll be bumming this Tuesday at the Barnum Jam. Right? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude for right. sure, dude. Sweet. This is awesome. This is super cool. I'm super stoked about this because. Uh, when you when you came in here, uh, my buddy Dan was here, and I've been taking him to the Barnum Jams for like the last month because we played guitar together in high school growing up, and and played at the Rock and Picnic a couple times, and like other than that, we just kind of like jam a little bit here and there, and so I was like, well, let's, let's take you to jam with some other people, you know, and it's like go out there and jam with these guys, you know, and it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be really cool. Uh, it's usually just like pick a key and go, you know, for the most part, and if you want to play some songs, you're more than welcome. Dude, yes, man. I I haven't been to a jam night in so long now, too. Like I, me and the guys uh, that I play with, we've been talking about going one, like I mentioned earlier. But mm-hmm. yes, Barnum Tuesday. Barnum boom, Tuesday. Boom. We'll what be time? There, uh, seven. It will start at seven <laughs> right. and go until question mark. Yeah. And hopefully Ashton's got the fryers on because I'm gonna get me a burger and fries. Nice. That's it's been my go-to when I go there. It's boom. like I don't know why, but I I enjoy eating there. It's kind of a nice they. I forgot they had food like the first handful of times I went. And then it was like, I'm going to get a burger. And then you're like, well, this burger's actually good. It's not just some like greasy bar burger. It's like yeah. actually a good burger. So, all right, that's enough endorsement for those guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it's going to be great. I'll uh, definitely see. We, whoa, we've, well, we've eclipsed an hour. So, you got uh, some editing to do. <laughs> I do have a little bit of editing. I have some editing to do. Uh, we'll, we'll delete a couple of walkthroughs on the podcast. But other than that. <laughs> Dude, it's been great sitting down catching up with you a little bit. Dude. And, and uh, the best part about this is I'm leaving this podcast with a smile because I know I'm going to catch back up with you Tuesday yeah. at the Barnum Jams. Oh, so, I'll be there, bro. Dude, I'm all smiles. I'm all smiles. This is so cool. You can bring <laughs> bring a guitar or use the guitar I'm bringing. It's all up to you. <laughs> dude, it's so cool. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining me on the podcast again. It's for it's sure. Good dude, to I'll catch always. back up with you. Love it. It's, We've been wanting to do You asked me a while back, and I'm like, I don't really have a lot to talk about right now. But now you do. And then I was just, yeah, and then I I, I hit you up. I was like, dude, I just played a show. Uh, got some stuff to talk about. If yeah. You yeah. I mean, the best part about this is you've got a show coming up this weekend. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday. It's this Sunday. you got yeah. a show. Where's the show at? Sutliff. Sutliff. Sutliff Bridge. Cool. It's just like, it, it's kind of, ah, it's east of Cedar Rapids. Oh, it's so, out there, man. Yeah, it's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah. I also love that, too, where you're like, don't play shows where you're in the place where you live. And I love doing that too. Cause it's like, I live in Northern Iowa, play shows in Des Moines mostly. So it's mm. kind of fun to be able to do that too. Like travel across the state where nobody knows you. It, well, I, that's uh, well, I guess from every, where I'm from. Yeah. You're from like, Eastern so a Iowa, lot of people so. do know me there, but it's <laughs> like, I, I always hated like playing in front of a bunch of people I know. Cause then it's like, man, they're like, gonna be more worse critics you know <laughs> yeah and honestly like it's it's probably the opposite they're probably the people that are just only gonna tell you good things oh yeah for the know? most part yeah I've, <laughs> I've had a couple like constructive criticism which i'm always down for I, like i always like because i've got a you know pe- if you go back to the other podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. you know i put music on my snapchat and mm-hmm. i haven't been lately but i should start doing that again and i've got like a cult following yeah quote unquote is what somebody told me and dude i show your snapchats to all my coworkers, and we love it yeah you and po- it's just like yeah and it's just like oh cool man thank you you know and and like a couple of my uh, friends from back home that are like religious like man we love what you do we love what you do i'm always asking them if they see me play i'm just like how was it what do i need to work on mm-hmm. you know and they're 
straight up honest about it and i love it you know yeah yeah i mean dude that's another thing is taking the taking the constructive criticism or any criticism in general even if it's like not even constructive and like not just reclusing yourself about it that's not easy it's uh-huh. not always easy dude i've i've done that before where people are just like meh, 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 meh. and i'm just like oh crap i need to just quit doing this forever you know <laughs> like, well it was it was funny too because we were rehearsing the other day and like travis granted the dude's blind but yeah like he kept like getting out of time like at a certain part of this song that we kept playing mm-hmm. it was like out of time and i bob the drummer like just stops he's like dude like this is what we're doing. Count it off. The on on four. This is what you do. Like you hit the G on four, <laughs> and like we're laughing and we get done. And we get done and and he's just like, I'm sorry that I kind of yelled at you, man. <laughs> we, we, we like, but just know that I didn't mean any of it. And everything's constructive coming here. And, and Travis was like, oh, no, dude. Like, I want it to sound right. Yeah. Like, I didn't care at all that you got pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like anyway. Yeah, man. Barnum, oh, Tuesday bar- night. Oh. Be there or be square, man. Oh, man. That's going to be a good time. So, dude, thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast. <laughs> hell this yeah. has been a hell of a fun time. Uh, you gave shout outs to everybody. Uh, do you, if you have a Facebook event link for that event, let me know. I'll drop yeah. it in the description so everybody in Eastern Iowa can come check it out. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I'll let you know, man. Yeah. Usually, they uh, Contagious Behavior has their own page. So. Uh, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a link and I'll drop it in the description. We'll get it all edited up and ready to go. Uh, probably won't be able to make it to Eastern Iowa to see you play, but uh, right. you know, dude, uh, I'll be stoked to see you at a jam night here sometime. So. Well, heck yeah, man. That and I'll. You know, I'll send you some videos or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. I'll, you're always the first one I tell. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so fun, man. I love having you around, man. Good to see you. Definitely. Hey, that's Vince. Good old Vince. Vince the Pence. Vinny Barbarino. Oh, man. Love hanging out with that guy. It's been a while since we've hung out, too. Uh, can't wait to make it to a jam night with him. Uh, if you're in the Eastern Iowa area and you want to make that show he was talking about, I'm going to put a link to the Facebook event in the description section down below. So you can scroll down there and check out that link, and uh, maybe you can meet up with Vince at that show. Or maybe you live in the Northern Iowa area and you want to check out those Barnum Jam nights that I keep talking about. Uh, I think Vince is going to hit up one of those Barnum Jams, so if you guys want to check out those Barnum Jams, check them out. Uh, there's been lots of people kind of floating in and out of those jams every week. You never know who's going to show up, and that's what makes it extra fun. Uh, people of all skill levels are welcome at the Barnum Jams. I'm not hosting them or anything. I just I just enjoy going. So if you guys enjoy jam nights or you want to see what they're all about, head to Barnum. It's uh, near the Fort Dodge area if you're anywhere up there. So check that out. Otherwise, uh, man, I wish I could get to Eastern Iowa to watch Vince play in, in that show. That would be tons and tons of fun. Uh, you know, we were even talking about it once in the podcast here, you know, after Vince and I had originally went to a jam night or two, I couldn't make it to some of them because I had shows and other things going on, but Vince ended up going to a jam night or two on his own in the area, so hats off to Vince, you know, he's really got the drive to do this, and he's he's been practicing a lot, and he's gotten so much better over the last year or two since I've known him, and... Uh, well, I guess maybe I've known him for longer than a year or two, but, you know, in the last year or two, he's really cracked down and done some some really good things on the guitar, you know, r- despite being very busy and traveling all over the place. So it's good to have Vince back in the area. Uh, if you guys want to check him out on those shows, that would be the best place to check it out, as uh, his band does not have a Facebook page or anything like that yet. 
but I will uh, drop some links to where you can interact with Vince down below if you want to interact with him, as well as his Snapchat, which I do not have, but uh, I'll put his Snapchat down below for everybody if you want to check out some of those videos he posts, because he likes to just ham it up and learn a, learn a new song and show everyone what he learned, and it's pretty cool, because, you know, uh, when he was posting videos pretty regularly, he'd play a different song, two or three different songs each week, and almost never repeated songs, which was kind of cool, you know, he'd just sit there and, I think I figured out how this song goes, and then he'd record it and it more often than not sounded really great so it's kind of cool to have that uh you know just have that confidence and have him doing that so if you got the snapchat and you want to check it out add vince on snapchat i'll put his snapchat down below otherwise um he does have facebook i don't know if you have facebook and you that's where you found the podcast maybe you can try and track him down through there but uh my good buddy vince playing shows it's so good to hear uh it's, it's also nice to hear that you know he was thankful for all the musicians making music during COVID and posting the videos. Um, you know, we pointed at Chris Carr and and uh, Jeremy Ober and people like that. So uh, hats off to you guys doing that. Uh, months afterwards, the effects are still felt from that. So I got to say thanks to everybody out there doing the live music. Even still, like doing the live, Chris Carr is still putting live videos online and it, it is insanely cool. So if you guys want to check any of those out, uh, Chris Carr's page would be a place to check that out. Otherwise, you guys can check out the Audible Farm shop. Shop.audiblefarm.com will take you to the Audible Farm shop, and you can find t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers there available for anybody that's a super fan and you want to make some uh, Audible Farm stuff. Maybe maybe grab a sticker and put it on a, a water flask or something like that. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy having the shirts around, and we were talking about the Rockin' Picnic on the podcast, and I've got a got a little proposition for anybody. If anybody goes to the Rockin' Picnic in Humboldt, Iowa, I believe it is uh, September 6th. Let me double check before I say that's the date. It is boop, 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 boop. Sunday, September 6th, starts at 1 o'clock. If anybody goes to the Rockin' Picnic and wears an Audible Farm podcast shirt, all you have to do is find me at the Rockin' Picnic. I'll be another person in an Audible Farm podcast shirt. And I will give you a free sticker. It's that easy. Just go to the free event, wear a shirt, and I'll give you a free sticker. Free, 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 free. So check that out if you guys want to check out the Rockin' Picnic. Uh, I'm going to try and have Scott Dahl come on next week and see what see what he's got to say about the Rockin' Picnic this year. It's been a while since we talked to Scott, so we'll, uh, we'll try and bring him on next podcast. Gotta have a huge shout out to everybody that's been listening. Shout out to Vince. Shout out to Couchtown Coffee. Yum yum. All right, everybody. I think that's gonna do it for the podcast. I'll check you guys next week. Peace.